All right. Today's a reading from John 1 to 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were created through him, and without him nothing was created that was created. In him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. The light shines in darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came with a wit- as a witness in order to testify concerning the light that all men through him might believe. He was not this light, but was sent in order to testify concerning the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was the world, and the word was and the world was created through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Yet to all who received him he gave the power to become sons of God, to those who believe in his name who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, the glory of the Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Well, amen. Thank you, Charlie. Um, I appreciate you reading that this morning. Um, can I steal? Oh, there we go. I'll grab that one. Um, so you might have heard David say the phrase before, uh, pray the word, preach the word, um, sing the word, right? And oftentimes we, we sing songs of worship, we sing songs of praise, and we kind of separate those moments um, from our times of preaching or teaching. Like, oh, that's, really so- that's a really nice song. It was really fun. Um, or I really like the, the music behind it or these sorts of things. But we want to uh, have the word of God also influence uh, what we sing. Uh, David makes fun of me a lot for um, singing dirgy songs. I don't even know what the word dirgy means, but that's the, the phrase he, he gives to them. And uh, I believe he would lump uh, the song, All Creatures of Our God and King, into that uh, dirgy realm, right? Everybody's kind of looking at me nervously like, what is about to happen up here this morning? Uh, This is fun. So uh, I teach youth ministry, and like, he's got more musical talent in his left foot than I got my whole body. So we play a song on the screen. Uh, We sing this song. And then I pause and I say, you know, what did you like about that song? What did you dislike about that song? Uh, what did that song teach you, right? And so we're going through that right now. We're, we're entering into this youth ministry thing of like, what did we just sing and, and why does it matter, right? So this dirgy, all creatures of our God and of kings, all creatures of our God and king song, we said, uh, praise the Father, praise the Spirit, or praise the Spirit, praise the Son, right? I think I got those in the wrong order, right? And then it says, um, 
the version I know is the, the Godhead three in one, right? So we're going to praise the Godhead three in one. And uh, little did we know, uh, God knew he was connecting all these things. Uh, but that's, a, that's like a major theme John is driving at in the beginning of John chapter one, that there is a father, uh, there's a son, uh, there's a spirit, and, and they're all in one. And we worship them and we praise them, right? Alleluia, alleluia, praise God. And uh, that is exactly what we were doing. And so uh, God was connecting that before we even knew it all was going on. I just thought that was really cool that we sang a song that I really like. Uh, It was dirgy, so David gets to make fun of me for that. And then also, just so much truth there, right? Uh, Jesus, God the Father, God the Spirit, all one. And John wants us to remember that too. And so um, based on what I've heard is you guys are supposed to uh, begin walking through the gospel of John, kind of slowly and steadily taking your way uh, through the gospel of John. And so I'm here uh, this morning, uh, as Charlie read, to walk us through John 1, 1 through 14. Uh, There's just so much there, uh, so much. Um, But I want us to start kind of where David left us um, with John 20, 31. And just I want you guys to remember this verse uh, all throughout your walk through John. Like, don't forget what John is trying to do. Right. And John was so kind to at the end of his gospel to say, hey, this is what it's there for. Right. This is why I wrote these things down. So John 20, 31. Do I need to stand in a different spot? It feels like I'm, okay, I hear an echo. But but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So we read through the Gospel of John, and then John says, this is what it's here for. This is why I wrote these things down. And so as you're walking through John as a church, remember, like, I am reading these things so that I believe in Jesus the Messiah and I have new life in his name. Uh, that's why we're, we're diving into the Gospel of John. Uh, so what's this morning about? What am I teaching? What am I wanting you guys to think about? What am I wanting to remember? Uh, first of all, this morning is about you finding your salvation. Uh, new life, forgiveness, redemption in Jesus the Messiah. That's a, a big theme right here in John 1. Uh, and if you already know that salvation, then what's this morning about? Well, I kind of hit on it, right? Uh, Praise the Father, praise the Spirit, praise the Son, all in one, right? And and so we're going to uh, expand our view of God. We're going to uh, view more of his bigness, his depth, his, uh, just his beauty, how amazing he is, right? And so when we start to think about this thing, like it's three parts and one, and like it starts to get hard to comprehend, and that's okay, right? It's okay that sometimes God is difficult to understand. Um, So those of us that have found our uh, salvation in him, uh, us struggling to understand God, us struggling to figure out who he is should cause us to respond in worship. Like, God, you are so amazing. I can't even fathom you. Like, I I can't figure you out. And because of that, I worship you. Um, John doesn't make it super clear. Um, that we're talking about Jesus. He finally doesn't say Jesus until verse 17 and 18. But I just want to be very clear this morning that we are talking about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Okay, so now that we're thinking about salvation and just the bigness of God, uh, please pray with me and we ask the Spirit to uh, give us wisdom and make these things clear to us. God in heaven, through your Spirit, we just ask for help this morning. Uh, May your spirit give us wisdom. Uh, May it open the eyes of our heart to your love, to your word, to your truth, Father. May we grow in in adoration of who you are and just 
the amazingness that you are uh, a God that is three parts and as difficult as that is to explain, um, you are that thing, God. And so uh, may we respond in worship this morning. Uh, may we respond in belief in receiving your son, Jesus. Uh, we just pray all these things in his holy and precious name this morning. Amen. I'm going to spend a lot of my time in uh, John 1, 1 through 5. And I go to a church where uh, this screen goes away. Okay, so you won't see as many uh, verses up there as you may normally see. So I'm going to kind of elicit a challenge to uh, grab a hard copy of the Bible this morning and try to stick with me as much as possible, especially when I reference John. I mean, you're going to only have to turn two or three pages. And so you can grab a Bible. Uh, if you use a phone, that's okay. Use that. Um, but stick with me and uh, follow along in John as we uh, work our way through it uh, this morning. John 1, 1 through 5. Again, that's what we're going to read one more time. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Amen. Uh, so these five verses, there's so much depth. Uh, I was in that. Uh, Jimmy made it sound like I did a lot more for Memorial Baptist Church than I did. Like, thank you, Jimmy. That was very kind. But I was just in on the calls. I didn't really do much. But anyway, so I was in on the Friday morning uh, sermon lab call. And I was like, guys, there is just so much here what I want to pull on, you know, what I want to get to. And I want to get to these three truths. Uh, David asked me, what do you want the people to remember on Wednesday? Like if, uh, a, you know, four or five days from now, someone says, hey, what was the sermon about this Sunday? Uh, I want people to be able to uh, say these things. I want them to be able to say that Jesus is God, right? Jesus is God. And, and John makes that very clear. And you sang it this morning, right? Father, Spirit, Son, all in one, Jesus is God. I want you to remember that Jesus is eternal, John makes that very clear also. In the beginning was the word, right? And then Jesus gives life. Jesus gives life. In him was life, the light of all mankind, okay? Uh, verse one again, verse one again. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Okay, the word was God. And there's just a whole sermon right there in verse one. But what we need to remember is that Jesus is God. And this is just such a foundational truth to who we are as Christians. Uh, there's so many people out there in the world that, that acknowledge Jesus, uh, but they miss that Jesus is God. And so we've got to remember that and we've got to fall down and worship him as God. Uh, the Net Bible, a really cool translation I happened upon that has so many little notes for you. They put it this way. And the word was fully God, right? And the word here means Jesus, right? And, and John doesn't make that clear again till later on down, but the word was fully God. John is clearly, uh, people say he's driving at the deity of Jesus, that Jesus is God. Uh, we must ask the question, why, why is that important? Why do we need to understand? Why do we need to grasp that Jesus is God? Why does that need to be something we hold on to as true? Acts 4, 11 and 12 states this. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. 
So Peter and John are talking to the Sanhedrin. Uh, they're kind of, uh, and these are the, the elites of the Jewish people. And they're kind of starting to drift into other things uh, to find their salvation. Their ability to keep the law, uh, the fact that their father's Abraham, right? They're kind of missing the mark. And, and Peter and John come to these people and say, there's salvation in nothing else than King Jesus. That is where you find life, right? And then, uh, so clearly if we want salvation, we've got to know King Jesus, and then uh, in John 17, 3, it says, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And so what we're finding um, life in Jesus, but he keeps saying that it's the true Jesus, the true Jesus. And that true Jesus is Jesus is God. And so this truth is important to our worship. If we're going to worship God rightly, it needs to be in truth. And here's where you might turn a couple pages to go to John 4 and join me in the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. Uh, this is a very important uh, interaction they have, and they begin discussing about worship and, and how people worship. And, and uh, you know, they, she says, uh, my people went up on this mountain to meet with God. And Jesus says, no, that's not important. You're missing it. He says, here's what is important. Here's how you worship me. And he says this in John 4, 23 and 24. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers, that's where we want to be. We want to be true worshipers of Jesus. We'll worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So what's inside of us wants to worship and praise God. Uh, sometimes those emotions, those feelings like, oh, God's moving. Like we want to worship that way. The, the music moved me this morning. God moved me this morning. Uh, he spoke to me this morning. We want to worship God that way. But Jesus says we must also worship in truth. And so if John or the word claims that Jesus is God, we must believe that. Uh, David Gussick, upon looking at this verse, states, to worship in truth means you worship according to the whole counsel of God's word. We can't throw something out because we don't like it. Uh, we can't miss something, right? If we're going to worship the true Jesus, we've got to get, get it right as best we can. We've got to get it right as best we can. And if something is as foundational and clear as Jesus is God, uh, the word was fully God, as John puts it, then we've got to remember that. We've got to praise God for that. And, and we can't set it aside. And I kind of hinted at this earlier. Why is this such a big deal? Muslims believe in a literal Jesus of Nazareth. They go so far as to call him a great prophet, but they're not worshiping the true Jesus right? Mormons believe in Jesus, right? We sang this morning, the Godhead three in one, Father, Spirit, Son, right? They don't believe that. They're separate. They're not one. Uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses believe in Jesus. There's atheist historians that believe in the historical Jesus of Nazareth, but they don't believe he's God. This is so foundational, so important. We must see it here. And that's why John is just driving at it. He is fully God. He is fully God, okay? They don't believe that like we do. And, and that belief that Jesus is God uh, came to this earth should cause us to respond and worship, right? John 1.1, 1, 1, the word was fully God. Jesus 10.30 says, I and the Father are one, 
right? Uh, listen to this account uh, found in John chapter 8. If you're still following along, you can turn a couple more pages. John 8, uh, we have another interaction where, Je- where Jesus makes himself known, where he reveals some truth about himself. We're going down to verse 21. Once more, Jesus said to them, I'm going away and you will look for me. And you will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come. This made the Jews ask, will he kill himself? Is that why he says, where I go, you cannot come? But he continued, you are from below. I am from above. Ouch. You are of this world. I am not of this world. And here, here's the big, big climax right here. I told you that you would die in your sins if you do not believe that I am he. Some of you might be looking at your translations and that word he there might be italicized, meaning it may or may not be there, right? He may or may not have said, I am he. He might have just said, I am, which means what? We walked through the Bible last year together, right? And when Moses encounters God at the burning bush, he says, I am. So what did Jesus just claim? He's God. He's God. And we must Know that in our hearts and worship him because of that. So important. We've got to hold on to this truth. That's just verse one. I told you, John, I mean, he has got a lot of stuff going on. So join me back in verse two now. We've learned that Jesus is God. And because of that, we're going to respond and worship him. We can't let go of that because there's so many people who are atheists, Muslims, people who believe they're Christians uh, that don't bow down to Jesus as God. We must bow down to Jesus as God. Uh, Verse two says, he was with God in the beginning, right? And some people kind of... um, compare John 1 to Genesis 1 and this like creation story type idea. And, and so we say, we, we know that Genesis 1 starts with, in the beginning was God, right? And so some people think, oh, just the Father. But John wants to make it very clear that Jesus is eternal. Not only is he God, he is eternal. He was there in the beginning. He created these things too. Uh, John 8, if you want to turn a couple pages to John 8, um, uh, Verse 58, Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, or very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. Okay, what was that phrase he said there at the end? I am. So we're reminded he's God. And not only is he reminding us he's God, but he's eternal. Before Abraham, that guy you, you Jews keep pointing back to and saying, oh, we're descendants of Abraham. We're all good. We've got it all figured out. We're, we're descendants of Abraham. That, that puts us into the promise. And Jesus says, no, before Abraham, I am. I'm God. I'm eternal right? Bow down and worship me because I am God and I am eternal. Colossians 1.17, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. Jesus, John, other biblical authors want us to remember and know and praise Jesus because he is eternal. But again, we got to ask, like, why is this important? Why, why does it matter? You know, first of all, it should encourage our worship that we have an eternal God that loves us, right? Wants to dwell with us and we can praise him because of that. Um, and also, uh, if someone walks around saying like offering eternal life, uh, but they're not eternal themselves, that's probably a little bit of a problem. And so if we're coming to Jesus for salvation and he says, I'm eternal, 
that should encourage us because he's offering this eternality to us too. Like you can be with me, right? Uh, John calls us, uh, you, if you believe in his name, you can be a child of God. You can uh, be part of this eternal Jesus too, right? You can experience that. Uh, you can be a child of God. And so um, if he's gonna walk around saying like, I'm eternal. That's a big deal because he's inviting us into this eternal life as well. Revelation 1.8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come, right? And that's the other reason we're encouraged that Jesus is eternal. We know he's not here right now, okay, in uh, physical nature, but he tells us he is to come. And if he is to come, he needs to be eternal, right? So that we can experience life with him again. Just two uh, huge foundational truth. Jesus Christ is eternal. So uh, by now, our view of God should be like expanding. It should be encouraged, right? That Jesus, or Jesus is God and, and it starts to get complicated and messy. And, and we're kind of hinting at the idea of Trinity. I've said the word Godhead and, and these sorts of things. And I think that's exactly what John wants to happen. He wants us to look at Jesus and see just how amazing he is, how wonderful he is, uh, and almost sometimes how complicated he is, right? And so uh, us as humans, we want to kind of put things in a nice clean box, right? And so you might have heard like with the Trinity, Jesus is like an egg or he's like water or he's like the sun. To me, I think all of those things fall short. And I think that's good. And I think that's okay, right? That we can't fit our God in a box, right? We need to remember that, he is, that Jesus is God. We need to remember that Jesus is eternal. We need to remember that he is one with the Father. And we can use those things to explain God. But at the same time, I think it's so beautiful and wonderful that they don't work perfectly to explain our God. And that, again, that should cause our, our hearts and our minds to respond in worship of his glory and, and how amazing he is. Um, and so I hope that is encouraging you this morning to like, yeah, he is big. He is amazing. I do ex struggle to explain him sometimes. That's okay because we're humans. He's God. He's above us. He's bigger than us. He is greater than us. So Jesus is God. Jesus is eternal. And the one more point I wanted to hit on is that Jesus is life. Jesus is eternal life. And if you want to go back to John 1, 4, and 5, uh, you can see that now. He makes this point. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Um, it feels like John kind of like switched some words around, right? In him was life, and that life was the light. It feels like it should be life there, but I think John did that very intentionally. Like we know that light is a theme that runs all the way throughout the Bible, right? God spoke and there was light. Uh, he, he invites us into the kingdom of light. Uh, he talks about us uh, being the light of the world. He talks about Jesus being the light of the world. Like this, all this stuff should be coming to our mind and when we hear that uh, Jesus was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. We know that life and light is a, is a pretty simple concept. It has all those biblical connections, but it also has connections in our, our world today, right? Trees don't grow without light, 
Grass doesn't grow without light. And uh, there's been a big conversation around vitamin D in the world lately. Has anybody heard anything about this? Vitamin D, right? Where do humans get vitamin D? Sun. We need some light as well, okay? We need some physical light, but we also need the light of King Jesus, amen? Yeah. And so uh, John simply looks at Jesus of Nazareth and says, life and light, he, he is those things, and he can give them to you. Um, he doesn't just give those things, but he is also those things. Like he is what makes those things exist, right? God speaks and, and light comes. God speaks and life comes. He, he makes those things happen. Uh, read verses 9 through 11 with me down there in John 1. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and through the world he was made through him. The world did not recognize him. He came to all that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Let's pause there. So he came to the Jews, right? Uh, those were who his own, but they didn't receive him. They didn't, they didn't recognize him. They didn't want to believe that he was God. They didn't want to believe that he was eternal. They didn't want to believe that he was the Messiah. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name. So how do we receive Jesus? Through Belief, through belief. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Amen, right? Life, children of God. He invited us into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of the son he loves, as some other ways is explained. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. Romans 8, 17 says, now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory, that light, that life that is King Jesus. Um, we have one major thread that, that we keep following, but it, it just swaps names a lot, right? So we're, we're following this idea of life through Jesus. And it can show up as being a child of God. It can show up as being in the kingdom of God. It can show up as being in the kingdom of light. Um, all these things are communing the same thing, that you believe in Jesus and you find your life in him. Uh, so all these people have life because of King Jesus. John 1, 12, yet all, to all who did receive him, to those believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. They're receiving light. They're receiving life. They're receiving the love of God. They are his children. They are his sheep. They know each other. But there's a second kingdom out there, right? The kingdom of darkness. Uh, this kingdom of, is darkness and death and, and no life. Uh, children of the flesh, Paul calls them sometimes. Uh, John is telling us those who do not believe and or those who do not believe do not receive, uh, they do not enter the kingdom, but those who do believe, uh, they receive and they enter the kingdom and they are children of God. John 1 13, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. This idea of being born of God is a really big deal. Uh, and we see it when John talks to Nicodemus in John 3, 3. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. John 3, 5. And that's that born of God that, that John is talking about there. Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. We must 
be born again to be called children of God. We must receive him. We must believe in him. And that is the new birth that Jesus is talking about so we can be invited into the kingdom of light. Uh, We experience life from Jesus who is eternal life. So three points this morning, but two major fears, right? So we know the three points. Jesus is God. We've got to worship him because of that. Jesus is eternal. We've got to worship him because of that. We've got to acknowledge that. We've got to say yes and amen to that. And Jesus is life. But my two fears are this, that someone here today is worshiping the wrong Jesus. They are missing him, right? I said, uh, Jesus says we worship in spirit and truth. The gospel of Matthew records these very scary words from Jesus. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Mormons cry out, Lord, Lord. Jehovah's Witness cry out, Lord, Lord. We don't want to cry out, Lord, Lord, and miss the true Jesus. He calls us to worship in spirit and truth. So how do we, how do we know if we're getting it right? How do we make sure we're worshiping the right Jesus? John 14, 6, Jesus calls himself the way, the truth, and the life. We've got to know him. We've got to know the truth. Uh, in John 17, 3, Jesus says to know him is to have eternal life. And so we've got to spend time in his holy and revealed word to us. Make sure you're not worshiping the wrong Jesus. Get Jesus right. Bow down before him. Worship him this morning. My second fear is this, that someone walks away today not being born of God, born of the Spirit. Uh, Don't walk away today a child of the flesh, as Paul would say. Walk away today as a child of God. Jesus is God. Jesus is life. Uh, we're going to enter into a time of response this morning. Um, I don't know how God is calling you to respond, but I would encourage you to think about those two things. Am I a child of God? Have I been born of the Spirit? Um, Have I experienced that second birth, that new life that God and Jesus and all the the gospel writers talk about? Um, if If those words don't make sense to you, talk to Adam, talk to Jimmy, talk to myself, talk to uh, Nathan, ask someone, ask questions, okay? Have conversation, have conversations. And then my other fear, right? Uh, don't worship the wrong Jesus. How do you know? Spend time in his word. Talk to people about Jesus. This is what I believe about Jesus, Adam. And he goes, oh, that's so good. I praise God for that too, right? Share Jesus with each other so you make sure that you're worshiping the, wrong, the right Jesus. Uh, I don't know how you need to respond this morning. It could be in prayer. Uh, it could be joining the church. It could be uh, being born again, finding that new life in Jesus. If you need help with any of those things, please reach out to someone. Um, if the Spirit's just moving in you and you need to spend time with Him, that is great and wonderful too. Uh, allow me to pray for you, and then we will have a time of response. God in heaven, you are, you are good. Your word is good. We just thank you for that now. Father, we ask that you help us to worship you in spirit and truth. Help us to know your son, Jesus. Jesus, that is God. Jesus, that is eternal. And Jesus, that is life. Help us to, to know those things, to 
worship you and your son because of those things. Um, Help us to spend time in your word to grow in our knowledge of who you are. Um, Help us to worship the true Jesus. Help us to worship in spirit and truth. Mm -hmm. And finally, Father, uh, if you're tugging on someone, um, help them to be born of God, born of the spirit, so they can come in and be called a child of God. May we find life in your son, Jesus, because he is life. We pray all these things in his holy and precious name, and we say amen. Thank <clears throat>